0: The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica.
1: Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to episode 122 of Costa Rica real estate and investments podcast with me, your host, Richard Beckson. I'm back from the uh, cold, wet and dreary Europe here uh after the new years and uh, looking forward to kind of what 2023 uh, has in store i think some of you saw some of uh what i saw in 2022 and what's coming in 2023 uh we discussed that a little bit in in this podcast that we're about to do here uh with uh with caleb uh caleb worston uh co-founder and ceo of world house It's a company that curates and fractionalizes basically real estate using blockchain technology you know, allowing individuals, uh, buyers and investors to purchase fractions of property uh, in Costa Rica and around the world. So today, we can talk about his journey, uh, what his company is and how it could impact Costa Rican real estate. I mean, I think for anyone out there that's not a tech, um, you know, a blockchain expert or has any knowledge of it, it's 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 very it's fractional ownership, basically. Um, but just the digital kind of turn put on it, it allows you to invest into a property, purchase a fraction, have ownership and also have use rights of it as well. So uh, if there's any interest, you'd like to know a little bit more, feel free to reach out to Caleb uh, and the team over there at World House. All the contact details are in the description below. Uh, quite a few of you starting to reach out to us as well. Thank you very much, guys. I love chatting to you about the projects and seeing how we can help. If we can't, I'll always point you in the right direction, uh, give you my piece of advice for what it's worth, uh, actually, as well. So We've actually got some interesting investments coming up uh, in Q1 here as well. Um, I'm about to close next week on a property down in Hua for 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 the fund that I'm, I'm working on here, um, and it's just really interesting what's happening out there at the moment. Um, you know, it's st- we're still very busy, but maybe it's that you know our viewpoint is very unique. We are seeing some softening in prices, not huge amounts, but uh, you know it's to be expected. Um, but I think 2023 Q1 is still going to be a good quarter. It's not going to be like 2022. Uh, because we were gangbusters, but I still think it's going to be pretty solid for Costa Rican real estate. But if any of you want to reach out to us, need any help with any particular projects or investing of any type uh, here in Costa Rica, you can email us info at investing costa rica.com. That's info at investing costa rica.com. Um, but let's get straight into the podcast. Good afternoon, Caleb. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Richard? Very, very good. Thank you. Really appreciate you uh, taking the uh, time to join us here on the podcast to uh, talk about your uh, your well to talk about World House. here. am I yeah, pronouncing Glenn it right? Here. Yep, World House. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, just because I know a lot of people that uh, listen to the podcast love to get straight into the uh, the, the meat of the uh, the podcast, but maybe you could uh, you know <clears throat> really just give us an idea of why you chose Costa Rica to begin with.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we've been at it for about eight, eight months now, and we were looking at the landscape of where digital nomads are going, where they want to buy real estate. And we chose, you know, the shortlist is Portugal. There are a couple of countries in Southeast Asia, uh, Mexico and Costa Rica. We wanted to stay in the time zones that are friendly to, to Americans. Uh, over half of all digital nomads are coming from the States so that narrowed it down to to mexico and costa rica colombia was also on the list but really those two uh and we chose costa rica to start for for the reason that, you know stable democracy amazing climate good brand in the united states huge amount of tourism uh and there's a lot of interesting developments happening here
1: yeah no definitely definitely i mean i think costa rica you know was pretty strong pre-pandemic but i think you know post-pandemic really kind of shone and uh, you know it's kind of it's eco uh, green, uh, and just its political stability and financial stability is just, you know, it's, a, it's a, a great investment. I mean, it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and one last thing that I found after that, but Costa Rica invests, uh, close to 30% of the government budget in education, which based on the ranking I saw is the highest in the world. Uh, so that, you know, that, that's just very impressive. And, and you see it, you know, bubble up in a number of ways living here. I'm on my fourth month in the country now, but, um, yeah, huge, huge asset.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, I always like to kind of get an update of what, you know, what people are seeing kind of in the market, you know, because, again, the world economic, you know, I think I think the IMF said the other day that they expect a third of the world to be in recession in 2023. So, you know and I mean? I don't think the U.S. is in recession or I mean, that's up to debate, but we'll not go there on this. But I mean, what are you seeing on your side, if you don't mind me asking, Caden?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people. Felt a lot richer a year ago. Uh, equities declined over twenty percent in in twenty twenty two, and a lot of people in the U.S. have their wealth wrapped up in in that, uh, as as well as especially in the digital nomad community, cryptocurrencies, which absolutely collapsed. So yeah. you know, people people aren't feeling as exuberant <laughs> as, as they were a year ago. But you know, Costa Rica it's it's a it's a you know it, it's a good product to be selling, and we're also yeah. focused in the long term. and And I'll I'll just add that. The number of digital nomads it doubled between 2019 and 2021 and you know you might think okay well you know it's the pandemic a lot of people got remote jobs but it actually continued increasing it went up another nine percent from 2021 to 2022 so long term that's the trend that we're betting on
1: I, I mean i agree i mean i've got a lot of friends that you know i mean i think what really happened is this is that like you know a lot of people wait until they're 65 they work in offices they work in factory they work anywhere Wait till they're sixty-five and then go and travel the world, or they take like their week a year uh, and go and travel. Whereas now is, you know, kind of it's smashed work and play kind of together, allowed us to be able to travel and technology, you know, and just connectivity has just made it so much easier to work from anywhere else in the world. So I, I agree. I don't think this is a trend that's going to disappear, and I think that Costa Rica is, you know, really ripe for being, you know, a, a great digital nomad destination as well as being a great investment destination.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And and we're seeing that. Um, so yeah, it, it's an exciting time to be in the space.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think Q1 is going to hold, you know, uh, for real estate in Costa Rica and why do you think that? I mean,
0: I've been here for four months, so I, I'm not an expert in Costa Rican real estate, but I, I don't, just based on the conversations that I'm having, I, I I don't see it being a huge difference from Q4 2022. People are still feeling the pinch. People are still, uh, unsure of the economic environment in their home country. A lot of, you know, the people that we're talking to digital nomads, uh, there's insecurity for, for their jobs in the U S tech tech is undergoing massive layoffs. So I I don't expect a gangbuster first quarter. Um, but yeah, again, you know, we're, we're here for the long haul and and we're thinking about five years down the line.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, (laughs) I, I think that again, I did a summary the other day where I think Q1 is still going to be a good Q1. I don't think it's gonna be as good as 2022. That's for sure. It's just, again, you know, a lot of the uncertainty happening in the world at the moment, you know, a lot of people are just like, I'm just not going to do anything, you know, and that's, that's how recessions are caused basically of like, you know, people just holding back and uh, yeah. Um, But it's going to be, you know, I mean, I speak to a lot of people who are sitting on a lot of cash, you know, they made a lot of money in 2021, 2022, and just don't know what to do with it. You know, am I going to invest it into real estate in the U S which is, you know, going down, am I putting in the market? I don't know where the bottom is, um, you know, and uh, I, I always say to people of like, you know, Costa Rica is a lifestyle investment. It's an investment you yeah. need to enjoy. If it's just investment, like if you're just chasing ones and zeros, there are tons of other places you can go. You know, Whereas right. if you want to actually enjoy an investment, you know, Costa Rica certainly is the location to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, maybe you could explain WorldHouse to, uh, World to us if you don't mind, you know, what is it and how does it add value?
0: Yeah, so we're making access to global. We're increasing access to global real estate. And for anyone that's traveled and, and walked into the local real estate office, um, you know, you would be lucky if you walked into Richard's office. Um, but a lot of the time, you know, there there are a lot of barriers that that you find. You know, you don't know anybody, you don't know the market, um, you don't know the rules. You you know, you might not. You might really like Costa Rica, but you might not want to spend. The full year there, and and you know you might not want a vacant property for for eight months if if you only want you know to spend four months. Uh, so where we fit in into this is we're there for the brokers and the real estate developers and the homeowners that are seeing these fifty thousand dollar checks, even fifteen thousand dollar checks that they don't know what to do with. Uh, because they, you know, you can't buy a property, maybe you can get a, a few acres for that. But these checks are flying back to the States back, they, they bounce out of Costa Rica, because they can't land. And that's, that's where we come in, we work with these small checks to buy the unit, and then we structure the property so that people can enjoy it in infractions. And they don't need to, to you know put that big upfront cost. And I'll add, you know, we're also focused on the liquidity. So these these tokenized transactions, uh, you know, assuming somebody, you know, doesn't want to do an inspection, they also can, which will delay the project, the, the deal, of course. But if they waive the inspection, it's an instant transaction, which doesn't happen in real estate. Yeah, um, and we don't recommend people waive inspections, but you know, it it that that's now technically possible, instant transactions. Um, so yeah, you know, we're we're going to be introducing increased liquidity, increased access to properties, and dramatically decreasing the cost of the transaction
1: so let me just make sure that i understand it correctly it's basically you are fractionalizing properties and allowing people to buy slices of the pizza
0: we we structured a bit like kickstarter so we'll work with a property and generate demand for that property and only when there's sufficient demand do we execute and and structure the deal
1: okay okay and uh, you mentioned tokenization. Maybe you can explain that to some of the listeners here, because I know a lot of the listeners are not, not aware of what tokenization is.
0: Yeah. So super simple. Basically, instead of using legal names on an LLC operating agreement, you're using NFT hashes. And this, this simple shift has a lot of implications. Um, primarily, you now have a, a new source of truth which is, I should say, a complementary source of truth. So instead of it being the deed office, and if you're structuring with an LLC, the Delaware Secretary of State's office, which shows who owns that LLC, you're now leveraging a blockchain, which is much cheaper to transact on. You don't need a lawyer. You don't need to pay the deed office. You don't need a title search every single time you want to to to. Do that transaction, you need to do that work once in the beginning, and then all of the subsequent transactions are being recorded on the blockchain. So from a government's perspective, you still have that perfect source of truth because blockchains can't be changed and they're public, similar to what deed offices try to do, uh, but you you don't have to pay the fees. And in the token itself, it is leveraging the the legal power of the LLC's operating agreement. So it's it's a similar concept to bearer bonds, uh, where in or a title uh, car title in Mexico, where the power the legal power the connection of the asset to the law is in the physical contract. In this case, a digital contract. So in Mexico, you hand somebody the title to, of the car; they're now the owner but you know there's crime related to this there there's uh, issues losing the the paper title same with bearer bonds and and blockchain captures the the hyper efficiency of that system while mitigating the risks
1: interesting interesting so i mean what type of properties are you guys are you guys working with
0: we're, we're looking for properties where there's disproportionate demand from fractional buyers. So these are apartment hotels in Santa Teresa. These are the, the very large developments that we're starting to see here. The the Quintana Roo-style developments going up in, in Tulum are starting to happen in Costa Rica. We're working with a big developer doing eighty five and 85-unit 85 building in Jaco in that has co-working spaces. It has restaurants in the building. Each unit has its own balcony looking at at the Pacific. So you know we're looking for for those the the deals where we can provide um, disproportionate value.
1: okay. I mean, what stuff what stuff will you not be looking at to do?
0: Just properties digital nomads wouldn't be interested in. So a yep. place that has a lot of value add, you know we we wouldn't look at those prices.
1: Okay. I, I mean, thinking about here in Costa Rica, Caleb, I mean, you've been here for a couple of months now. You, I know you've uh, interacted with quite a few people here. I mean, which areas do you particularly like? I mean, which beach areas have you very fond of?
0: Yeah, so I, I have been busy uh, here. And so I've, I've hit the, the major regions. And I, you know, I guess um, a fresh set of eyes. Um, I've listened to a bunch of a bunch of your episodes, and, and one pattern I've noticed is people. And this is true in real estate in general, but people generally overestimate the value of their neighborhood and their hometown. Yeah. So if they're living in X town in Costa Rica, they're going to recommend X town in Costa Rica because they see all the benefits. But I don't have any allegiance here, um, so you know the, the place that I, I see disproportionate value is Puerto Viejo because it's dramatically cheaper than the Nicoya Peninsula. It has, I would argue, a nicer beach. Uh, There's still surfing there. People you know, don't think you can surf in the Caribbean. There's all kinds of surfing in Puerto Viejo. There's a lot of culture, uh, actually more culture than I found in, in many of these yep. other uh, beach towns because you have the Caribbean there, you have the Calypso music. Um, you have the the local Costa Rican culture, and then you know now now the, the northern cultures. So I'm I'm really excited about um, Puerto Viejo, but of course there there's so many great places. Manuel Antonio, uh, you know Tamarindo, Santa Teresa, La Fortuna. I'll also add Escalante. We we are talking with a few really big developers coming and doing yeah. digital nomad giant projects in this neighborhood. So long term, yeah, I'm looking at Puerto Viejo and Escalante.
1: I mean, I think Puerto Viejo is beautiful. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I had a client today who was like, well, Rich, what do you think of Puerto Viejo? And I was like, look, its average daily rates are not as good as some of the Pacific beach towns. But that's not to say that they can't be. I mean, I know Aguas Claras, Almonds and Corales, which are some higher end hotels down there, you know, do very, very good. There are very few of them, but there is demand down there. And the demand is all year round as well, because September, October, where it's rainy on the Pacific side, you know on the Caribbean side it's their best time of year. So yeah, it's, great point. Yeah, you know, it's just different. And it's it's that Caribbean Costa that's like you've taken Caribbean and Costa Rican and shaken it up into a cocktail and that's what you get. The food's
0: better. The food's it better is, down
1: there. It's one of the best locations for food in my opinion, you know, Puerto Viejo, Coques, Manzanillo. Um, and then you have that Caribbean flair to it. Um, you know, I mean they're working on the road to get down there you know, which can sometimes, you know, when we'll finish when the Chinese, I think the Chinese are working on that road with the Costa Ricans. So all good knows when that will be ready. But once they have it ready, hopefully it should be pretty quick to get down there. Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You could also fly there as well. You can fly into just south of Le Mans and then like, it's like a 45 minute transfer. So it's usually pretty, pretty quick to get there. But, uh, but, yeah. it,
0: it, it's also a beautiful trip. I just took a, a, a bus down yep. and you know, you go to Le Mans, you see the Chiquita plantations, the Doll plantations, and, and then you're you know, driving along the Caribbean coast. its It was an amazing tour of the country.
1: Yeah, uh, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, where did this idea come from to do this uh, with like kind of this, you know, tokenization of real estate transactions?
0: Yeah, so there are really two, two uh, happenings that that we noticed. One is the rise of the digital nomad. We were living out of Salinas. And by the way, you know, I, I lived out of Salinas in Costa Rica, a lot of people, I would say probably this is an early indicator Puerto Viejo is, is there, they go to La Fortune and Puerto Viejo. Anyway, so we saw this rise of digital nomads. And then we also you saw you know the the opening of real estate tokenization. And the you know the idea has been happening for a few years. So NFTs, uh, I I could be wrong, but 2017, around 2017 is is when they started their entrance into the public domain and it wasn't so long after that that people realized that you could use these to legally represent assets so you know we're we're in the first innings of this this movement um, and there are also people doing this for all kinds of assets people are doing it for artwork for cars for private equity so you know the, the, the sort of space is called the securitization of everything Everything is turning into security that people can buy, and we're focused on a particular asset class for a particular type of people that happen to be relevant. You know, in Costa Rica.
1: So you typically say, I mean, anyone investing or purchasing would probably be a digital nomad, or not necessarily. Well,
0: you know, it's tough, tough to to uh, disentangle who our networks are and who the. What the full market is, because you know, as you mentioned, the the largest group of international real estate buyers are older. They're they're yeah. the retirees, the pensioners. Um, so this is this is a new group that is smaller today than that group. But you know, as people get remote jobs, a, a huge majority of people enjoy remote work and and push their employers for it. So as you know in any, any time where labor is tight, they're, they're going to be these remote workers. Uh, I, I think that the percentage is is going to grow, but um, you know it, it's still the older buyers that are, are going to be the main drivers of international real estate.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, my last question for you, um, Caleb, um, is if you, which I love to ask everyone, by the way, if you had it inherited $500,000 and you had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why?
0: Uh, so, other than World House, uh, I would invest that in. Um, I, I would actually do a, a business model that that I've been talking to a few people in Costa Rica about, which is buy an apartment hotel, build a community there, and then sell shares in the rooms. Which isn't right. something that was possible without you know a, an easy avenue to to self fractional real estate. But people can add a lot of value not only in sort of a, a, a physical way that we typically think of in, in real estate, but also a social, a social way. You can build a community in an apartment hotel that makes the value of the property higher. And then you can get, you can sort of liquidate your your holdings by another apartment hotel, build another community. So that, that, that's um, a business model I find really interesting and in that we're going to be supporting people in doing here. Uh, and I think is going to make people a lot of money.
1: Definitely. I mean, would there be a particular location that you'd like to do this in?
0: Uh, it, it would be probably Puerto Viejo <laughs> or, you know, Manuel Antonio or, or maybe, uh, you know, someplace on the Nicoya.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, Caleb, um, this has been great. I mean, I think anyone that's interested, I'll uh, put uh, WordHouse's contact details uh, all in uh, the description down below and also your contact details there as well. Um, but really appreciate your time, you know, coming on the podcast and chatting with something that we've never really talked about before. You know, I mean, I think you're probably the first one that's talked about tokenization, you know, after 120 odd episodes here. So it's uh-huh. it's nice to get some uh, young blood that's, talk- that's talking blockchain and smart contracts and tokenization. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, pleasure. Pleasure being here. And, you know, your, your podcast has been a huge resource for us. So, you know, thank you from the team for, for putting in the work to make it happen.
1: Uh, not at all, not at all. I love to, again, I love to talk anything that's Costa Rica. So uh, I'll keep it going.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Richard.
1: No worries. Have a great day, Caleb.
0: You too. Bye.
1: I hope you enjoyed that uh, that podcast there, guys, with uh, Caleb uh, at World House. I mean, again, I think you can see is that for anyone that's not techie out there, this may be a little too far out there for you, um, you know, of tokenizing your ownership within a property. Uh, I mean, I think that there is some merit to it. Uh, And I think that, again, is like going forwards, I think, especially a younger generation, this is how transactions are going to happen. It's going to be instantaneous, you know, rather than actual like, you know, documents signed, etc. It'll be more digital signatures, blockchains, uh, etc. It's just a much more efficient way of doing things. But, you know, I think while the majority of the money sits with the uh, elder generations in this world, um, I don't see that happening overnight, but I think it's going to get there for sure. But. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, guys. If you have, please give us a thumbs up, review five stars. It's been great actually reading some of the reviews and all of the uh, five-star comments that we've got here. Um, I think we're like 4.9 out of 5. I'm not too sure who gave us that 4, but uh, anyway, uh, that's fine. You can give us a 4. but remember, if you want to get in contact with us for anything, you can do info at investingcosta rica.com, info at investingcosta rica.com. I will uh, be keeping you updated of everything that's going on here uh, in Costa Rica as well. Um, but so far, you know, 2023 looks like it'll be a, a great year. So, but till the next podcast, guys, appreciate your time uh, and have a great day. The number one Costa
0: Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica.